Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, and I am pleased to report that I am joined by Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien. It's day 1,613 since we came back on the air. We've already talked about this off the air, of course, but would you two care to explain to the listeners your unexpected absence on yesterday's broadcast? Sure, although we're sorry to have worried you, Dr. Clark. Yeah, but it does make for a great story. Do you want to go first, Max? Sure. So Agnes and I had been out looking for supplies, as we often do. It's early spring now, so the days are getting longer, but evidently not as long as we thought, because we found ourselves a little farther out than we should have been at the time of day that it was. We fashioned ourselves a couple of torches while the sun was still high enough for us to see what we were doing and headed back. The trip was nerve-wracking, to say the least. We've all traveled by night by now. There are some cases where you can't avoid it, but nobody likes it. The shadows cast by the torches are long and move in unsettling ways, especially when the wind blows. Plus, it had been raining for most of the day. Which it hadn't been when we set out that morning. Believe me, with how the zombies react to rain, if it's raining when we get up, we go back to bed, unless it's a serious emergency. But we got caught in it around midday. Luckily, it was just a light drizzle. I still think you should have found some shelter and stayed there for the night. There was nothing close by that was safe. A couple of houses, but those would have needed to be cleared, and nobody wants to encounter a zombie in close quarters in the dark. So anyway, we're making our way back as quickly and quietly as we can. The truth is that we never encountered anything dangerous, but there were a few times when we stopped because we thought we heard something before we could continue, which slowed us down. By the time we made it back to the station, it was very dark. Which is another thing. What made you decide it was a good idea to go traipsing across the countryside during a new moon? We told you, Dr. Clark, there was no suitable shelter, especially with the rain. We couldn't just open our camp. We couldn't climb a tree. We didn't want to try to clear a house. It was just a bad situation all the way around. This is true. So when we got back to the station, we opened the gate and came in. Again, we're trying not to make a lot of noise. Attracting zombies is bad, but attracting zombies in the dark and rain is much worse. I knew I heard the gate go ping last night. You have excellent hearing, Dr. Clark. So we're creeping along towards the station's door when we hear it. That horrible, unmistakable groan of a zombie, and it was right in front of us. Only we couldn't see anything, which was weird, but we definitely heard it, and the sound definitely seemed to be coming from somewhere between us and the station building. So we did the only thing we felt like we could do. We ran around the side and made for the ladder up to the roof. We know now that it was an auditory illusion, a weird kind of echo where sounds behind you sound like they're coming from in front of you because of acoustics. But we didn't find that out until the next morning, because it was too dark to survey the whole area between the fence and the station building, so we had to stay up on the roof all night. I'm really glad we decided to store the sleeping bags and blankets up there in that plastic tub we found a while back. And that, listeners, is why it sounded like there was a bear crawling around on the roof last night. There were two. Not bears, but primates. Yeah, well, I'm glad the rain slacked off and moved out. Sleeping bags or no, there's no way to pitch a tent up there, so that would have been a cold, unpleasant night if the rain had kept up much longer. I have to say, though, 
that despite the scary and unusual circumstances that put us up there, it was a nice night. We could see the beam from Gipstein Lighthouse shining out across the water. It always gives me such hope to see it. So much has changed in the last few years, but that lighthouse beam is like an anchor back to the parts of our old life that we still want to get back to. And you can thank Forward Thinking on the part of the designers of the lighthouse for that. They knew a tidal generator would keep that thing going and saving ships, even if the rest of the world lost power. Thinking to the future by examining the past, both our successes and mistakes, will help us to make that future brighter and better for everyone. Couldn't agree more. So anyway, listeners, the upshot is that everybody had an adventure the other night. Agnes and I trooped through the countryside with nothing but our torches and our wits. And our sharpened sticks for fighting zombies because we're no fools. Yes, yes. And came through unscathed on the other side. Dr. Clark, on the other hand, had her own adventure in sound. And we're also sorry for not telling everybody sooner, but we didn't know who would hear a broadcast that we put on that wasn't at our usual time. So we decided to wait until this morning to let everybody know that we were okay. The word got around to Moria pretty quickly anyway. Anything else to add from either of you? Nope. Let's sign off and start our day. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew, Max O'Brien, and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.